Hi and welcome to this podcast brought to you by Dhyana LSR the Society for Consciousness and Awareness I Reva Garg and I Nandini Dagar are your hosts for today now let us delve deeper into the topic of life as a blend of gloom and exuberance Lord Byron the British bad boy of the 19th century is known to have famously said that the great art of life is sensation to feel that we exist even though in pain well that is an extremely beautiful and a very profound thought to have and we all might find ourselves wondering what it actually means trust me i have wondered about it too in the middle of the night and in the busy afternoon as well while having dinner with the family and even while just taking a walk amidst nature and what i think it intends to do is to teach us the most important thing in life how to live joseph campbell the distinguished american author said i don't think people are looking for the meaning of their lives as much as they are looking for the experience of being alive Both of these renowned writers talk about the joy of life. They say that the joy of life can only be found in the experience of life, the sensation of life. Joseph Campbell also goes on to say that suddenly you are ripped into being alive and life is pain and life is suffering and life is horror, but my god, you are alive and it is spectacular. But don't we already know this? Don't we know that we cannot enjoy something we without having it first we are living we do exist so we should all be joyous right but why is it that so many people go on to be unhappy for the most part of their lives come to think of it it might be because we just exist we do not live it is a cliche thing to say but isn't it true We are so baffled with the hassles of everyday life trying to not only make our way through but also win this rat race through this labyrinth of life which is to say very least unbelievably stupid we cannot win in a race without any competitors each person has a unique life determined by their personality and individual attributes perception their social cultural environment and maybe just maybe something that is greater than all of us so in trying to accomplish this impossible feat of coming out victorious on the other side of life we race through it we do not stop do not pay attention and do not experience life i bet most of us cannot even describe the taste of the food we last ate except for saying that it was delicious or that it could have been better we ourselves miss the most beautiful parts of life or basically everything that life is and everything that makes it so precious that is experiencing life being present in the moment to witness and feel all the colors of this beautiful painting who then are we to complain that life is not good enough Part of what makes life so precious is that we can never experience the same thing twice in the same environmental conditions with the exact same people and with the exact same perception. 
even if you do manage to get the same stimulus that caused the event again it won't be the same because you're not the same you've grown so now you'll react to it in a different way there are also n number of variables that change to lead to a different outcome life is precious because it only comes once maybe this is the reason why meditation brings so much happiness and peace to people maybe because meditation makes people pause and stop take a deep breath and observe everything and everyone around them feel everything and activate all their senses thereby making them experience the real life which is extremely beautiful in all its shade and shadows makes one realize that magic is real it is real and within us it can be seen and experienced in the laughter of people in the moment when a person reunites with a long distance lover when your dog comes running to you from afar wagging its tail in a person's eyes when they are talking passionately about something that they love but magic can also be felt in the moments of chaos in moments when a person accepts a trauma they have been in denial about or had repressed in the moment when trees start to shed their leaves and they shower upon a person when a person continues to talk to a friend who has been long dead when a martyred soldier's body comes home and the young children salute them this is to say that the small and the seemingly insignificant moments whether good or bad have magic inside them they've been right in front of our eyes just waiting to be unraveled by us but we tragically so don't take the time to live the moment this means that life is in pain too it is not only in the joyous and the bright parts of life that that its magic can be experienced but also in the days when the world seems to spiral out of control when you think that you won't be able to make it through when your heart aches so bad that you cry when you speak do not try to outrun the life is an acceptance realizing that the good cannot come without the bad and accepting it accepting that life isn't always perfect and we will never have all the answers and that life is unpredictable and may slip right out of our hands the next minute but then again isn't this what gives us an adrenaline rush helps us get out of bed in the morning and have something to look forward to the not knowing what will happen next the endless possibilities of how the day could unfold all the mysteries yet to be experienced the places yet to be visited the books yet to be read the feelings yet to be expressed and what not it is all too incomprehensibly magnificent so moving forward i'd like to give a spoil alert to everyone who has not yet read Looking for Alaska by John Green but plans on doing so in the near future. Now since we have forewarned y'all, I would like to read a paragraph from the book. The context is that Alaska, who is literally the character the book is named after, has died, and in an attempt to recreate the scene of her car accident, her closest friends, Miles Halter, who is the narrator in this case, and Chip Martin, nicknamed as the Colonel, decide to drive through the highway and the place of her tragic demise the book reads 
five miles north of school. The colonel moved into the left lane of the interstate and began to accelerate. I gritted my teeth and then, before us, broken glass glittered in the glare of the sun, like the road was wearing jewelry, and that spot must be the spot. He was still accelerating. I thought this would not be a bad way to go. I thought straight and fast. Maybe she just decided at the last second. But we are through the moment of her death. We are driving through the place that she could not drive through, passing on to us fall she never saw, and we are not dead. We are not dead. We are breathing and we are crying and now slowing down and moving back into the right lane. We got off at the next exit quietly and switching drivers we walked in front of the car. We met and I held him. My hands balled into tight fists around his shoulders and he wrapped his short arms around me and squeezed so tight that I felt the heaves of his chest as we realized over and over again that we were still alive. I realized it in waves and we held on to each other crying and I thought god we must look so lame. But it doesn't matter much when you have just now realized all the time later that you are still alive. We hope that unlike them you don't need to almost die to know that you are alive. We hope that you live a little more loudly today that you tell someone you love them and how grateful you are that they are a part of your life. We hope that you take a break today. And if this was your break, we hope that it was worthwhile. Thank you for listening to us.